Welcome to episode 154 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I am your host, Dave Ginsburg, and my co-host, Warren Sklar, is here. He's at the beach house. How you doing, Warren? I'm uh, discombobulated. Thank you. Um, I'm just trying to get... I rushed to hook up things I've never hooked up before to a, a, a Mac running a beta uh, that seemed out of everything. The, the Mac is working the best out of everything uh, with the beta on it than everything else here in the room. But here I am and uh, we'll see how it goes. And uh, we welcome back to the show, Mr. Jeff Gamet. Thanks, Jeff, for being here. How are you? Well, th- thanks for inviting me on. I, I'm doing great. And uh, Warren, I have to say, the the way that you pulled everything together to be on the show tonight, you, you're an absolute trooper. Even if you don't know what kind of mic you have, <laughs> you should. You wouldn't say that if you saw this place. It looks like yeah, somebody like a truck ran over my computer systems here. So there's there, there will be some cleanup involved when I'm when I'm done. But the good news is that my home base pod studio is awesome. So, um, so you'll just can we do this uh, like. Mondays or Tuesdays or Wednesdays. Do the podcast, your podcast. We have to change the dates so at the good studio. Oh, I think you're going to have to bring the other mic. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll deal with it. It's. I think a mic will be okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's. Uh, so uh, I know some crazy thing has, has happened uh, this past week. It was WWDC, and uh, I also want to welcome to the show if she is ready. Uh, Miss Kelly Gomont has just joined us. Uh, Hi Kelly, welcome back to the Hi, show. Hi, Nice to be here. It's been—I feel like it's been forever since we spoke. David. It was uh, yesterday, I think it was. <laughs> we had, yeah, we did have a lot of fun uh, at the Suburban <laughs> Chicago Apple Users Group iPhone Special Interest Group. Uh, had a blast. Had a lot of great interaction. A lot of uh, a, lot of, a lot of the members of my of my group is uh, are are great. They love to interact, and you uh, you did a great job uh, with uh, a lot of the iPhone tips uh, for them. And I before I'd had some really good positive comments too, and I'm happy to tell that to our audience as well. So good good fun stuff. And of course, you were here last week so we uh, have to uh, <laughs> we're gonna have to go talk, check, check our uh, check our predictions if they really came to fruition and uh, we will find out here in just a moment so um as i was saying uh yes we had dub dub dc that happened this past week so uh uh we're definitely going to dive right into what happened during that event um so that really is the news for this week so we're, we're really just going to move right into the topics and we'll just uh, start talking about beta like we always do um beta iOS 14.7 beta 2 is still out. And um, I, I, I last checked in the, my developer account and uh, it's still there. And uh, I would go under the assumption that it will get released at some point soon, especially now that iOS 15 is out. Um, so um, I, I, and of course, Warren, you're already on iOS 15, so you don't, we don't even know what 14.7 is at this point. So, um, <laughs> right. This is true. This is true. Well, I have a hunch. That's not completely true. Uh, it's not completely true. I reverted my iPad back because of reasons, but um, I am on my uh, on my phone. I'm on 15. On the iPad, I'm on 14. Okay. What were we gonna say, Jeff? I I have a hypothesis on one of the iOS 14.7 features, mm-hmm. and I, I think, have one too. I wonder if they're the same. Well, we're about to find out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 14.7 is going to include the HomePod software update for uh, lossless audio. That might be it. Oh, okay. That's not what I had. <laughs> oh, well, now I want to um, hear what you had. <clears throat> well, I, I'm 
I'm guessing on this a little bit, but uh, a week or two before the developers conference, we got the announcement from Apple during uh, Global Accessibility Day or Accessibility Awareness Day or whatever it was um, that I can't remember the name of now, uh, which was this big press release about interaction levels that are coming to watchOS and how you can uh, interact with your watch by clenching your fist or moving your arm through space in order to navigate some of the things. And that's a thing that they absolutely could have held off on if it was going to be part of watchOS 8. But since they didn't, I feel like it's something that's going to be coming to watchOS 7. And so I was wondering if maybe the the sidekick to the 14.7 beta, which would be the watchOS beta, might have uh, some of those um, amped up interactive interaction features as part of that release. Because otherwise, they would have just told us it was coming in 8. And since they made sure to, to talk about it ahead of time and didn't say that it was eight, I feel like that means it's coming sooner. <clears throat> I could be completely wrong. That, that could make sense. Uh, I, 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 could, I could see that. But uh, I'd be interesting to see when they release it because, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I would think they don't, you don't want to have two betas going on here. And although they've done that in the past. Oh, they so, do that. Yeah, they do do that yeah. a lot. So, um, uh, but uh, let's uh, before we get into iOS 15, let's go back uh, quickly, uh, Kelly, with our uh, predictions uh, from last week uh, of, of what we were going yes. to, uh, what, what we were expecting. So I think uh, what, what was your first one? We we talked about there were, we potentially thought we were going to be in a home OS that didn't happen. So we, yeah. I was, we were wrong with that. Uh, messages did get a, 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 a major update, as they were saying. Uh, they they did have um, they did have that. Uh, AirPods three didn't happen. So um, yay! So and I know you were excited about that because <laughs> uh, we're not ready yet to be doing that. Yeah. Um, and the new smell hasn't worn off my AirPods Pro yet. As soon as it does, then they can put out whatever headphones they want. But I just want mine to be the latest for a tiny bit. That's all. I hear you. I hear you. And then sadly, my my 20th anniversary mm-hmm. iPod uh, thought of the iPod Touch uh, didn't happen. I'm, I, I am sad about that. Well, again, I do have a soft spot for an iPod. I yeah. do. And but again, I'm not at all surprised that the, that 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 there was no hardware announced because that this is a software conference, and and really Apple doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't really take the time to want to release hardware. Um, during these events, and it always happens when we get the last few days before the event happens, some rumors are going to say that some piece of hardware is going to get released, and the 16 inch is coming. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the, the sure enough, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think uh, I don't think uh, any of us are too sad about it. But I think some are because of the Mac, especially. Yeah. But uh, speak for yourself, man. Oh, you want your, you want your Mac, I know. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to sell everything. Uh, I'm getting I'm getting the six. I'm selling kidneys. I want the sixty the sixteen inch. I've been like, waiting for that for like dude, forever. Your whole life. Yeah. My whole life. Well, yeah. the, yeah. my my crazy theory also did not come true as part of that, uh, which I'm 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 a little sad about, but I really didn't expect. Um, with all of the um, uh, thread, like they did talk a little bit about Home OS and, or not Home OS, but about Home Kit. And about stuff that's coming to the home app and how uh, maybe it'll suck a little less and there will be more things available for it. And that um, some of the stuff that you can do on your watch, like intercom, is going to come to home, like more devices. So if you have a HomePod mini, you can interact with it with your watch and a couple of other things. Um, I saw that expansion of some of the other 
uh, stuff that you can do with those. Uh, I think, <clears throat> I think the, the thread radio stuff that we talked about last week also, um, is going to continue to get attention as these things evolve. And I think we will probably hear more about that in the fall when we get new hardware, uh, cause we will get new hardware in the fall. We get new phones every fall. So that's still like a thing that we can probably pretty reliably predict at this point. And, uh, I think at that point, maybe we'll hear more about, um, because it'll be much closer to the release of the operating systems that we got the preview of on Monday. And so once it's, once it's a lot closer, I think they'll do a little highlighting of some of the other stuff that's there or some of the new things. Um, like they always have the, the extra features of stuff in that big tile of like features like David, I know you have screenshots of these, um, uh, because there's a bunch of stuff in there that shows up that they didn't talk about on stage. So I think they'll probably talk about a few of those things in the fall, like a little closer to when we're going to get the hardware that's been built to run this glorious new operating system that they've delivered to us from on high. So I think, um, <clears throat> I think some of that is going to be interesting. And, uh, I think paying attention to the home software and to the, the capabilities, uh, and the, and, and expanding some of the capability in the kit. Uh, frameworks that they've offered for everybody, I think is going to be uh, the place to watch going forward, because that's a place where uh, we have a lot of room to grow. Like iOS is a reasonably mature operating system. Mac OS is obviously a reasonably mature operating system. Um, so the other stuff that the, the smaller stuff are, are the places that we're going to need to look like tvOS and watch OS and things like that. So absolutely. Um, so let's uh, jump real quick. Uh, I think we, uh, I don't want to, I mean, we could spend two hours just on this alone with the different <laughs> OSs. So I'm not going to go deep into a lot of the features that were, were, were uh, talked about to you. We'll, we have links in the show notes to the, uh, the preview features uh, mm -hmm. uh, that you can go through and read through a lot of this stuff, but uh, some of the key features uh, and we'll just touch it, touch, touch, just kind of touch upon a little a few of them and not every single thing but uh, facetime was a big 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 thing that was in the announcement uh, especially the fact now that you have grid view you have facetime links uh, android and windows users can join your your, your uh, discussions now which is pretty awesome so they've they've they've, they've created a third party uh, api so uh, uh, others can get into into uh, into, into facetime uh, and then the share play was a huge thing uh, being able to share your screen and be able to share what you're watching and what you're listening to you want to share a song with somebody or a group of people you could do that you can share uh your uh your movie if you're watching a movie and uh, you can and also if you're in your house you can actually go uh airplay it to your apple tv and watch on the tv and still be with your friends uh, on screen which is pretty nifty uh and thing, i want to jump in really quick on that because <clears throat> i the interview i put out today over at daily observations with daniel of app telemetry um, <clears throat> one of the things he talked about was being very excited about SharePlay because uh, he makes an app called App Telemetry that allows you to collect uh, anonymized data about your app, who's using it, how it works, whatever. And then you have this dashboard of information. And the thing that he said he was the most excited about was being able to collaborate with someone else on that. So they're looking at the same dashboard of data in his app. And one of them can go, you know, this would make a lot more sense if we were looking at bar charts instead of pie, pie charts. So I'm going to switch it. And then he switches it. And the other person is seeing exactly the same thing, which totally kicked open a door for me as for usability, as far as um, the other kinds of things that you can use SharePlay for. Like nobody's going to want to have a, a record listening party on 
FaceTime anymore. If we have the option not to this summer, that's never going to happen. Nobody's going to be home this summer. I'm here to tell you. Like this winter when people start going, yeah, you know, staying home like wasn't really the worst thing some of the time. Like maybe then some of that stuff will be more interesting. I mean, even when they do, nobody calls it a record because I'm old, whatever. But the the thing about it that I thought was interesting was all these other uses. And this is it was one of the things that always really excites me about Apple releasing something new is what creative folks are going to do with it. And that piece of it, being able to take that share play API and leverage it into something else and turn it into something really cool that can be used by lots of other people in lots of other contexts seemed like something that was going to be really, really interesting. And now I can't wait. Like I've been thinking about that ever since we did the interview, like all the other ways that that's a thing that could be cool. Absolutely. Um, Warren, have you, I don't think you can really get much out of FaceTime right now at this point because you're, I don't think you know too many other people that are on beta. Have you, have you tried anything with FaceTime uh, since you've uh, put it on? No, and it's actually, it's the, the feature that excites me the least, to be honest with you, but I haven't played with that one yet. Oh, with the, the, the share play. Okay. Yeah, the share. I mean, I mean, even if, even if I had people to share play with, I don't have anybody to play with. Oh, it's just because Warren thinks no one will listen to Katy Perry records with him. And that's untrue. Well, and I do like my Katy Perry. Um, the the idea of and I said this last night to Guy and he disagreed, but the idea of sharing a movie, watching a movie shared like that doesn't excite me. It seems weird to me, but I know people like it. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, we were talking yesterday about the. Uh, he made the example about like the, the keynote when you, everybody kind of goes together and uh, <laughs> okay. uh, basically I, I said, when you're sharing, uh, watching a video together, you don't concentrate as much on what you're watching when you're trying to talk and you know chat with other people on FaceTime or, or zoom or whatever. Whereas if you're like in a room together, it's a lot different because you yeah. know, like I said, well, people come to your house, but when you're all together in the same room and staring at the same TV, you're concentrating on what you're watching, you're not mm-hmm. worrying about what the other people say, just body language, you could, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down, you know, you know, nudge each other. So, I mean, I think you lose a lot of what you're trying to watch, especially if it's like a keynote, you know, if it's a movie you've seen a hundred times, that's different, but. Yeah, no, I agree. I think this is going to be a walkie talkie feature where like it's really novel and everybody's going to use it two or three times to show off this cool thing that they can do and then never use it again. And that's that's what it feels like. It's the only possible. reason I stopped using walkie talkie was because the other people I was using it with, they stopped using it. So then I was suddenly in a war and, position where you know he doesn't have anyone to play with and i didn't have anyone to walkie talkie with i did it with my family and they they hated it and they, they they shut me out too so nobody nobody likes to walkie talkie on the watch yeah i stopped I, it, I stopped using it too i do <laughs> but i'm the only one oh uh, like i'm the only one too because nobody wants to nobody ever okay, wants kelly, to walkie talkie well, well we can still walkie talkie so okay. we can too so kelly i could be happy to walkie talkie with you all right <laughs> cool um so 
so that was uh, you know, that, that pretty much in a nutshell. And you obviously go back, and I said go go to the site to look through some of the items here. Um, I'm going to kind of just glance, skip a few things, and kind of glance over some of these things that are just more notable. Uh, the focus, which was allows you to be able to match your your device's mindset, uh, where you can have a, a personal focus, a work a focus, a do not disturb focus, and across all your devices, and you can filter down who can uh, who. Uh, who can be suggested as far as uh, people that contact you, what notifications you want to not want to show up. Because before in iOS 14, all you had was basically do not disturb, and only people could disturb you of people you allowed to do that. But now you can filter it down to work and work uh, and play, basically, and, and personal. Um, so uh thought, thought it was a pretty cool thing that they did, just trying to get people to help focus and not be interrupted all the time. And I think that's one of the biggest things on that. Uh, Jeff, what did, did, what, did anything stand out for you with focus? Um, yes, actually. The the whole thing with being able to, to have uh, sets so that the things that I, I want to block out when I'm, say, working, uh, or when I'm relaxing or whatever it is, time of day. To me, that that's fantastic because I want to block certain things at different times based on what I'm doing. And it's been a, an all or nothing thing so far. So uh, yeah, I, I love that it's a more versatile feature now. Mm-hmm. And I like that, I think it follows on uh, app screens as well, right? Like your homepage of apps can be different depending on like what basically what context you have your phone in, right? So you can have the front page be Slack and Outlook and OmniFocus and like what you need. And then the second page, you know, and then like at six o'clock, everything turns over and now it's Clash of Clans and Angry Birds and, you know. It kind of does that. It does that already though with the series suggestions, the widget, that's kind of what it does already. So but picture this. You go, you're going to speak at an event. Now I have a uh, a presenter do not disturb setting. And now it's just the things that I use when when I'm doing a presentation and all the notifications are blocked. This is my new favorite thing. Thank you, Jeff. You're welcome. (laughs) Glad I could have it. I haven't quite figured out how to set it up. I don't know if anybody's really tried, but um, it's. It makes suggestions here. Do you want to, you know, to this, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really tell me where I could actually go to actually, you know, there, right. there should be like some kind of like flow where you say, okay, yeah. this is this. What do you want to come well, up? What don't you want to come up? So I haven't quite found that yet, but I'm sure what I'm hearing like is figure it out, Jeff, and make a video. That's what I'm yeah. hearing. Yeah, I'm, I'm still too behind. I gotta, might, gotta get might, have to, behind might have to collaborate on that. <laughs> the onboarding yeah. stuff tends to come later. Like right now. if you if you poke around and and dig into stuff here and there, like sometimes you can find how those things work. But usually, like the the intro to that or the onboarding piece of making those things work comes later. So this this dovetails nicely into Kelly's trek film rule of betas which is only ever bother with the even numbered ones do not install beta one don't do it don't do it beta two is beta two is where to start that's what i'm saying anyway. um and then um 
and 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 we're and we're seeing a consistent thing across all of these new features APIs. Now you have a status API for Focus. So now third party messaging apps can get involved um, with Focus, uh, which is pretty cool. I, I'm I'm very impressed that Apple is really adopting these these APIs that allow them allow third party uh, application developers to be able to take take advantage of all this great stuff that, that Apple's system is bringing out uh, for sure. And I'm sure Kelly, you were t- talking with uh, developers that they're they're probably pleases all punch that they're liking it so yeah i got a lot of uh good feedback about uh the other pieces of the operating system that are going to be able to be accessed and i know normally we get other people that come on stage and talk about things but even even though those those appearances were zero uh this time i still feel like we got a whole lot of um here's a feature and here's all the folks that, that, that we've partnered with, or here's a partner that it's happening this year that we've teamed up with them on that. And like that happened with everything. It happened with SharePlay. Like they got Disney plus on SharePlay. Honestly, that blew my mind. Um, they have SharePlay. Like here's a bunch of here, like everybody, but Netflix and prime video is signed up for SharePlay. Um, we got the, the home, the, the house key stuff that's coming that um is going to that I think is part of wallet and and homekit like it's going to make it so that you can unlock your house uh work badges like they're working with people that do prox cards and badging in and out uh they're working with companies that make those systems so that those things are things that people can do uh you can eventually show your driver's license on your phone to the TSA which is going to be in your wallet next to your plane ticket which is also going to hopefully be a very convenient thing someday if my state ever gets it together and can issue the licenses that let me get on a plane again. Um, and then I also have to want to ever get on a plane again. Um, but the what like all of these things kept uh, every time they announced one, it was like here, like it's available to somebody either. We've made it available to these folks ahead of time. And, and so you can you can when you go to use this, it will be a, a feature of consequence. But the one that I'm most interested in is third party Siri. Because they're going to put Siri on on third party devices, it's going to be possible for you to talk to the S lady and not have her only living or him, you know, whatever. Not have your assistant exclusively in your phone or in your iPad. I don't know anybody has it actually activated on their computer. So um, you're not going to have to just talk to iOS in order to get um, a a hopefully accurate answer from your assistant. And so I'm I'm really curious where what shape that's going to take like who's going to get in on that who's going to make it so that they have speakers that have it in it or whatever else like i think that's going to be uh the the most interesting piece of this to watch because it felt like kind of a small piece relatively of the keynote because they just sort of tossed it in the middle of the home stuff while everybody was distracted by looking at the model home and all the people running around and stuff and they were like oh by the way like it's going to be available on third party devices now let's talk about why the home pod mini is great you know and and it didn't feel like it got a lot of attention. So I think it was like the small thing from this from this keynote that's going to end up having great big impact later on. Um, and then I'm just going to just kind of skim over messages a little briefly. The, 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 the consistent theme through messages is a shared with you feature. And that's going to go across all of the different app, apps and, and services. So Safari, Apple News, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Apple TV app, photo collections. You'll have much more flexibility with the sharing things with share with you. I won't spend too much time on that. But other than that, that we'll definitely get into that later. It's for, once people have it out there and you have experience using it. But I think that's a, that's 
decent thing that they they were doing here. So, um, and uh, maps got a, a nice updates, uh, interactive globe, driving features, detail cities. Uh, there's a lot a lot of great great stuff in there. Uh, they've uh, they've really done some great things. Uh, Safari got the tab groups as well as the streamline tab bar, and uh, we were dem- demoing on this last night uh, with the, uh, the being able to swipe between the tabs. The tabs and now go down to the bottom, and then when you tap it, it brings the URL the bar at the top so you can see it. Then it hides it, giving you a much more rich feature uh, with that. So there's uh, there's lots of lots of uh, things you, t- you and then you touched on wallet, the home keys and such. There's lots of stuff there. A couple things that did did stand out for me that I'm really excited to start using is the live text, being able to get live text in photos, uh, and as as well as live text when you're taking a picture. Uh, and they they showed the example during 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 the presentation where you take a picture of a sign that has a phone number on it, it picks it up right away. You tap the phone number and it dials the number right away. As well as I've tried it and getting, uh, being able to scan text that's in a photo. I mean, it's just absolutely amazing being able to, with the technology they put in this to be able to, uh, to, uh, to see that. Uh, and then the, and if then you, have you any comments about that, uh, Kelly? I have comments about everything. Um, but mostly, um, I just, again, like the live text thing looks a little bit like magic. I feel like it was one of the other, and part of the reason it's magic is because some of the stuff that Apple's done already, that's part of what I thought was notable about it. Like if you load a mobile website on your phone and it shows you a phone number, you can tap on the phone number and it will call you. You, it will call that number. Or if you get an email with a tracking number in it, you can tap on the tracking number and your phone goes, that looks like FedEx. And then it'll go track your FedEx shipment for you. And the fact that all those data detectors are things that have been coming into, into the operating system over low these many years that that we've had the sort of intelligence to make those things happen. Um, the fact that they can now apply that stuff to a picture, I think is really interesting and i really like where it goes and i think it's going to be really convenient and um the thing the first thing i thought of after they were taking pictures and like showing selecting the text and things like that was um if this is them sherlocking every single scan your business card app that's in the app store right now it's very possible because i do that all the time i enter them by hand like a caveman uh, if I'm if I don't have a current OCR piece of software that I am using, but I will always take a picture of a business card because I will lose the business card, but I won't lose my phone. Uh, Warren, have you tried the live text uh, since you got uh, beta on your phone? That's my that's the feature. That's the killer feature right yeah. now. So okay. um, that's, what's your experience? That's pretty much why I upgraded so fast. Um, it's awesome. Um, <laughs> it's, it is it's pretty much it's. Um, being uh doing what i do i'm constantly sending serial numbers and error messages and to things like that to other people and just to be able to take a picture of um you know like uh, like today somebody had an error message on their on their phone uh, an android phone and it was this huge long chain and i just took a picture of it and then took my finger and selected the entire error message and copied and pasted over to text support uh it was (laughs) It was yeah. just great. So I mean, it, it works. Um, uh, and I, I've actually used it in uh, in real life for the, the past two days. So, um, and it's and it's really good. If you look at your uh, existing photo library too, you'll see on the top left corners mm-hmm. there's a little ch- chat box. I, I notice it's like a yeah. So, so that chat box kind of means that it recognizes some kind of text. 
And sometimes you got to yeah. find it. So like, you know, there's one that, you know, my, my, my son was wearing a mask and, and, and a tiny logo that said the name of the school. I'm like, what is it looking for? It's like, oh, <laughs> so I had to zoom so in cool. to see. It's wow. crazy. So it's and and then I hear like things where you could actually it's, these things become searchable um, already. Yeah. So uh, that's going to be great too. So once you have enough data, I don't know how long mm-hmm. it takes to parse all of it, but it's it's killer. And I've tried and I've tried the third party apps. You know, yeah, I've got like life, life scan. I've been using for a while that which actually was very good. But yes, I use a few that were decent, but you know, when it's built in like that, you just use oh, exactly. it more. Uh, uh, you kind of forget about the other stuff. Um, and you know, that's not the vendor's fault, but you know, it's but it's, it's yeah. natural. No, that's human nature. That's human yeah, nature. So, I mean, it's right in front of you. And, and you know, you, you, if you remember to use it, then it you'll use it in everyday life. It's it's just crazy. And and it, and so far, it's pretty accurate. It's not 100. percent Like definitely, uh, I've seen errors here and there, but it's yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah, Jeff, what did you think of this feature? I'm, I'm, you have to be excited about this too. Oh my god! As soon, as soon as I saw the whole live text thing, my first thought was, "This is the killer feature for when you're in school and when you're at a session at a conference, because what happens every time?" The one slide comes up that has all the information that really matters to you. A sea of cameras goes up and everyone's taking a picture. I mean, like I'll even have slides and presentations where I'll say, this is a slide that you actually want to take a photo of and step out of the way so everyone can do it. I do that too. But the thing is, when I'm doing it, I get this photo and now I'm putting a photo into into a note-taking app Mm -hmm. so that I've got it, but it's not searchable. I can't. I, I can't do anything else with it except look at it. This changes everything. Yeah. Did, uh, uh, and then the next feature, actually, that's that's that goes in along with the live text uh, with text and photos is also visual lookup. Uh, being able to swipe up and tap information on any photo to highlight recognized objects, maybe popular art, landmarks, pets. Have you, have you tried that yet, uh, Warren, with your with your dog to see if it actually would be able to know what a breed of do- your dog is? It, it, I haven't tried that. It's done something like that in the past. Recognize dogs, at least uh, in the past. Yeah. So I was able to search and put in a dog in my photo search, and it, and I found it. Uh, but yeah, I haven't got that regular yet. But I will try it. It's a, yeah, I, I'd be interesting interested to know how 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 well it does. But we're, I mean, we've got some time here. It's going to be a few months here while we'll be playing with this, and definitely definitely be covering yeah. this in future shows here. So, uh, and this is only developer beta. What? Yeah, we're on developer mm-hmm. beta, so there's so much yeah. change ahead. Uh-huh. So, yeah, th- this um, is the beta waiting. number where you assume that when you install it that the back of your device will melt and the processor will fall out and you'll hear angels cry. No, no, it, it's usually the actually, next bait is where it's safer. No, I found the last few years, it's the opposite. The first, the first release that comes out is pretty good. And you're like, Oh, this is going to be easy. And then it doesn't get it's easy. Never easy. It, it that's how worse. they get you, Warren. That's what it is. So well, that's exactly what happened. I put it on my iPad. I'm like, this is great. No problems at all. So I'm like, okay, I'll put it on my phone. I'm like, all right, this is okay. Oh, Salesforce doesn't open. That's a kind of a thing I need. Um, okay, so let's revert the iPad back. So I at least have Salesforce. But you know, the watch, you know, who cares about the watch? So let's update the watch. Well, I updated the watch. 
You never update the watch, but I get you. Never so. update the watch. So now I'm stuck. So we're gonna see how it goes. That, we we love you, Warren. You just you just are just a dedicated beta tester. I tell you, it's, um, it's I mean it's only a phone. I mean, it's not. What's the worst? Th- this is why I have what I call my sacrificial iPad. Me too. My, That's where my, I run my betas. That was my initial plan, but. I can't help myself. Warren, I, see, this is what happens when, when you when you eat edibles as snacks. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I would have done that sober too. I've just uh, you know I, I I have I feel like if I put it on machines that I'm never going to use and I'm never going to learn it, so I just got to like do it. And, you know, just be on it all the time. But uh, yeah, in hindsight, I should have waited probably a little bit because uh, at least start with one. Like yeah. do one and then give it a while. Give it a but week. the good the good news is I've seen Apple Watches on sale for as low as like two hundred something. So that's Plan B. Just buy myself buy myself something really you know <laughs> cheap so I could revert my phone back to iOS fourteen. You'll, you'll, have to reload it. you'll have to reload it every time anyway. Series three has no space. Yeah, if you get so. series three, yeah. <laughs> that's all right. I you know as long as it works, I can do it. But um, that that's in that's that's. That's uh, an emergency plan. I'm going to try to limp through. So let's see how it goes. Yeah. Well, good um, luck. We're all counting on you. <laughs> so, uh, in closing on the on the iPhone and iOS 15, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna dig in some of the privacy features here in just a second. Um, I just want to make sure everybody knows with i with iPhone, which is awesome iOS 15 is going to be compatible with anything that's now currently running iOS 14. That means a 6s and a 6s plus. If you have that iPhone, seven-year-old iPhone will run iOS 15. Which you is, and I actually we talked about that. We actually said we were sure. And, and yeah. You could probably find out we were I sure. Thought, I thought that we were sure it's going to be seven. 15, yeah. I, I, well, we, we were like the six is definitely not going to make it, and we actually said that in iOS. I could, yeah. it, and it did. I yeah. mean, yeah. And I think the SE is also part of that too. If I can, the, the SE is definitely on the list. The first SE, yeah. uh, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, first gen. Yeah. So it's uh, it's amazing, and that, that, the first gen SE is you know going back you know at least six years uh, uh, as well. So. You know what? Apple is awesome when it comes to compatibility with iPhones. They really are. It's, you know, Can I turn a caveat users? in there? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, first, yes, it's absolutely awesome that you can install iOS 15 this fall on an iPhone SE, iPhone 6, iPhone Success. I love that. I started going through all the features and the uh, and where the, the breakpoints are for when you lose features. Uh-huh. My feeling is that the minimum phone you should have if you want to really start taking advantage of iOS 15 is an iPhone 10s or iPhone 10r. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I, I below that, you, so. you start losing too many features. I agree, and it's always been that way. I mean, you're not going to yeah. get. I mean, I'm not even sure if Live Text is going to work on a 6s or a 6s plus. No, it doesn't. No. Yeah, that's so. that's one of the reasons yeah. why uh, uh, iPhone 10s and 10r yeah. are, so. are my. It's anything to do with, with like Face ID, like that would be the line. So. But it has to do with the on onboard process. They're starting to do on phone processing a lot more yeah. because, uh, like, the Siri is going to be on board now. Mm-hmm. A lot of things, and right. the uh, and the photo library scanning is on board. So, yeah. I mean, anything that's like not on board should work fine uh, because right. basically yeah. it's you know 
a screen and then the internet connection. the same as what it was before yeah yeah absolutely yeah. um all right and uh so uh, before we get into some of the other features with privacy and and others in iCloud there's one I want to touch on too let's talk a little bit about the iPad iPad OS 15 I know a lot of people out there are a little disappointed that, that they didn't do a lot of upgrades that they should have and, and, and Kelly uh, I know you'll you'll have an opinion here. I'll let you uh give us give us your opinion in just a sec here but I want to just at least highlight some of the things that they added all the features we just talked about will be on an ipad for the most part um one of the key things they finally brought to the ipad is having the ability to having widgets on on the home screen that was such a i'd never understood why in ios 14 you couldn't do that and i know and i know jeff yeah i I can definitely hear your thoughts about widgets you you're 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 the widget guru um don't don't when it comes to doing widgets uh so you have to be happy with that is that is that on your business card Widget guru. It, it, yeah. it, it will be now. I, I made it up for you. <laughs> and and you can scan that cart. He only needs one because everybody's yeah. just going to scan it with live text and then have it in their camera roll. Exactly. Right. So so you have to be happy with the, at least now we're going to get some good widgets. And I, I was pads. very pleased with that announcement. Uh, yeah. I mean, not having widgets across all of your uh, home screens on the iPad seemed to me like the most incredible waste of resource that Apple could have possibly come up with for the uh, for the iPad last year. Yeah, Especially so. after on iOS 14 you were able to make the the widget view persistent on your iPad. Like even be- like the you know the, the zero screen of right. your phone. Like you could make that persistent down the side on your iPad first. Like that was the first place that was like a thing you could see that all the time and that was really nifty. And then that was all you got for a while, and that was weird. Yeah. I think yeah, it, it took Apple nice a little bit of time to figure out how they were going to implement it, because I think well, clearly, if it was, yeah, if it was done wrong, it would look wrong, uh, like yeah. really wrong. So I, you know, yeah. uh, you know, I've I've seen what it looks like, and it, it's you know, once it's there, it's like yeah, okay, it, it's there, and you know, you still have your phone to have the widgets. It, it's. It's nice, but it's not something that's going to be something that you're really going to be. It's not a game It depends changer. on the person. It took a long time. I mean, ha- having widgets where you can strategically put the, the information that you want across different screens, to me, that's a big thing. And then having, say, like, uh, like a, a, a smart stack widget that's loaded up with shortcuts you use. And then let that sh- that smart stack figure out when you're using them, so it's always the shortcut that you need when you need it. To me, that's yeah. that's a big yeah. thing for me. Like but I also think the widgets need to be more interactive because what I would picture something. Oh would be yeah, more like um, you know a camera widget where I could see my um, sorry where I could see my cameras, uh, you know the live view of my cameras, and you know like a, you know now you're almost getting into like windows of programs at this point so what constitutes a widget and what constitutes a little you know program on the side that actually does something yeah uh warren i'm gonna take it a step farther from what you said and uh and just come right out and say it apple gave us interactive widgets and then took them away why haven't they given them back to us yet (laughs) that's right they weren't even that they weren't even very interactive though they were but but they were interactive enough for example i I had a widget on my iPhone for my OmniFocus tasks. And I could just see the list and 
just tap it in the widget and and uh, check off the things that I have done. And then one day, because Apple decided, why would anyone want to have that sort of convenience? They took it away. And now tapping on the thing that I want to check off takes me into the app where I have to tap off, tap the thing that I want to check off, right. which just seems ridiculous. I think it comes down to, I think battery is a lot of, uh, has to do a lot of uh, what to do on, on here. I think they, they really considered the battery life uh, and the, the more things are interactive, the more it has to run, you know, run all the time because it's doing something. Sure. Um, that's why, if you remember the first beta of iOS 14, the the weather app didn't update, you know, or the, mm-hmm. the, even the clock. Remember the clock would like you would take like ten minutes for it to catch up with itself, because Apple is very very big on making things not run all the time on an iOS device. So that's what they mm-hmm. really want to do. Yeah, I, mean, um, I do appreciate that. Um, I really I want both sides yeah. of it. Like, can you? And I I know they won't because it wouldn't be a great customer experience. But could you be like, you get four that you can actually interact with the end, and then if you pick if you try to make a fifth one that's like, you know, this is my fifth checklist app that I want a widget of that I can tap. It it goes okay. Which of the four do you want to get rid of? Because you get four, you know, or something like just if if that's what they're trying to do is hit that sweet spot, like do something a little more interesting with it like choose which you know which four you get like i get this is probably why there's no mail widget i don't like that there's no mail widget i thought that was a very reasonable ask like just show me the mail widget so i can just peek at my inbox instead of having to actually open mail so i can see like i'm waiting on an email did it come yet don't care you know i don't have to worry about it until it shows up whatever just show me like the four most recent messages in my inbox or the four or five whatever you know that'd be great but it doesn't work. I can't do it. It's not a thing. Um, I'm kind of bummed about it. And so, uh, like, the, I, I feel like pieces of it are really frustrating because, like, you gave it to me and it looked awesome and I want to use it. And every time I go to use it, it's basically like, no, not that way. And that's getting really frustrating. So I basically don't have any widgets because I find them. I find it very frustrating because every time I mess with them and I want them to do something awesome, it turns out they don't do that. So it's a bummer. Yeah, absolutely. The weather, though, since since Warren brought it up, the weather looks awesome now. So yeah. thanks, Dark Sky. Yeah, I'm really gonna, jazzed about that. I've got, I've got that <laughs> as our discussion point here. Um, let, let, hold that thought. I want to finish off with iPad uh, fifth, uh, iOS 15 okay. here. Um, the app library was added. Good. Happy. Finally. But... The awesome thing they add is the app shelf stack. That is so awesome. When we did a demo of it last night uh, during the the iPhone special interest group, and it is just amazing how the, the animation you tap it brings right up. Oh, cool. It is so cool. Um, so and it's fast. It's super fast, and especially when I and I was doing it on a first gen iPad Pro twelve point nine. So uh, I, I've definitely noticed that. Uh, iOS 15 is running pretty pretty fast on a on an older device like that. Um, uh, so it was pretty nifty to see that. So those are coming to some of the standout features of iOS 15. Again, we'll be talking more about this over the next uh, few months, I guess should say here. So, um, but I wanted to spend a little extra time here on privacy, and uh, I, and I wanted to, uh, to get into that. But let's talk about. I, I did tell you to hold that thought about weather app. So go ahead. The weather app is uh, is is pretty awesome. Uh, they did some great great updates to it. The uh, the graphics is really cool it got the animated clouds and the animated green the animation looks great animation yeah. is really good and like you said dark sky is slowly getting to be uh sunsetted here so all the well all the radar stuff well yes and no because the like the radar stuff is all dark sky stuff that we can now see in the stock weather app but right. um yesterday today or yesterday today um 
Dark Sky announced, like it was announced that the Dark Sky API is going to be available for another year. So it's going to be at least okay. next June before before that goes away. So anybody who's using it now can continue to use it, and that's cool. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm excited to get because uh, uh, they talked about there being hundreds of weather animations or something. Mm -hmm. So I look forward to having far more variety in the rain in the weather app because I have more variety in the rain in the weather. Absolutely. So. Uh, li living in Colorado, um, I expect there will be many days where I will be able to run through all the animations through the course of a day. <laughs> I look forward to it. Absolutely. Um, and um, so... So let's go into let's get into privacy, and we're going to dig first into iCloud and and they announced iCloud Plus, which I thought was a pretty cool thing. And here I am, oh boy, here we go. It's going to cost us more money, right? Well, no, actually, it's going to be the same price. Everything that we're going to talk about here is included in what you pay for in iCloud. So iCloud, it's basically going to be now called iCloud Plus. So a couple things here that really st uh, stand out here is uh, account recovery. Oh my God, what a pain that's always been for us. Whenever someone forgets gets their password they and they don't have another device i mean a good case of point is my mom lost uh, had temporarily lost her phone and she had no other device to get her get her uh, uh her, her code from uh, the the two-factor yeah. two authentication thank god she had her uh, ipad mini that, that that she hadn't used in a while saying it wasn't working and i said turn, dad turn it on and luckily <laughs> luckily it worked and then that freaked them out because they had never used find my before and they saw it. it was she left it in the grocery store and and uh uh it, it was they wow. found it right down to what aisle it was in so, wow. so yeah it was pretty cool wow so um but what what the account recovery is going to allow you to be able to add a recovery contact list and be able to call that person or persons mm -hmm. to send and get the code and all you have to do is call them and get that code and then you're and you're back in so your your family your friends uh, you can now add an account recovery which is is pretty awesome um the other thing i was very very pleased to hear about was the digital legacy digital legacy program yes um, i was finally finally so so now if someone when someone does pass the, this gives your the loved ones access to their to their iCloud account so you can go in set up a di di digital legacy uh put all that information with your family friends and uh, probably more so family uh so when uh, uh, when they unfortunately pass you are now are going to be able to uh get access to all of their digital legacy and, and not lose anything that they already have on their iCloud mm -hmm. account so i don't yeah, know if that's good or bad but yeah well, yeah, yeah, Warren, you, well, you of once you're dead, what do you care? But that, for the people that are left behind. Yeah, that, I mean, well, I don't know if I want my son to know that I was such a... <laughs> mm. Anyway, um, yeah, Facebook did it too, right? Uh, Facebook did yeah. a couple of, yeah. I think a few years ago they did it. And, uh, yeah, I don't know that Google has this. And the thing about it, I think, is that it's usually a Google ID or an Apple ID that's tied to a phone. And so... She, why this wasn't in literally any version of iOS before now, um, by the time people were like this, you know, how many people have had to, on top of everything else that they're dealing with in that moment, like go to the genius bar and hand them an iPhone and say, this was my mom's and she just passed away and I need into it. Yeah. You know? And so like, the same sort of, you know, it's it's the same sort of thing. Like I, I used to have a job where I talked to people all the time who said, I need the password to this. Uh, and it was not a password we could give them. And it really sucks to have to be a person who goes, yeah. there, there's, there's nothing I can do to help you with the situation that you're in. And I'm really sorry about that. And so that's like, I'm, I'm glad that somebody finally stopped and, and thought about it. But 
you know, again, eventually, like I wish this this had happened in iOS 7 or iOS 10 or iOS 12. And, you know, I'm glad we got it. I wish it had been sooner. Uh, luckily, I've not been in that situation, but uh, it's definitely a thing that um, I'm glad we have. If if for no other reason, like a lot of people don't have a computer anymore. So the phone is where all the email happens. And so like this is where all the bill pay comes in. This is where all of the you know, all of the other sorts of logins and passwords and things like accessing that email is going to be really important if you need to get into stuff on this person's behalf later. And so I'm really Absolutely. glad they finally did it. I work in a, I work, I work in a retirement home. This is going to be very handy. I was going to say, I'm going to go around and kind of like start uh, talking hold the class and say, listen, you're yeah. all probably going to die soon. So here's how, <laughs> here's what you're going to need to maybe, do. Uh, that's a little harsh. Get Warren, out your maybe, phone, maybe you get should just, phones. Just set up Zoom and let Jeff and I take this for you. No, it no, might be this, slightly more diplomatic. This is and what then Jeff will hear. distract him by making jokes about underpants. And it'll be no, I, I think Listen. Warren really wants to do this. No, <laughs> I, I work there and these people do talk like this and they, they, they won't flinch at all. If, you, if I said, listen, you're going to die pretty soon and your kids are going to want to see your, uh, like, you don't want to know your password to your bank. And uh, do well, just... you've given this talk already about making sure they all have an emergency contact set up, right? No, and he's going to do that talk now too. There's no there's, there's no emergency contact in a nursing home. That they're, well, they're, no, like they're, if they live in the emergency contact. If you call, but if they call nine one one for something, then their person could get a notification like no, yeah they're not they don't call 911 they live they live in the no, community <laughs> they live in a, like a There's like a an insurance community i know we, we actually we we actually like put in systems that let us know if they don't move for like a couple hours oh okay <laughs> so yeah then I, then I guess you got it covered yeah we got that covered um and then uh, this this feature actually was was actually announced and during the developers conference after the announcement, uh, and I have a link in the show notes for our friend Andrew Order from uh, Mac Observer. Uh, iCloud Keychain uh, now gets a time based one time password, uh, and uh, this was this was a nice standout uh, that this was revealed from one of Apple's videos uh, during the conference. Uh, it's called a time based one time password, and they're codes that you'll receive when you add two step authentication to an online account, and these are six digit numbers that change every 30 seconds to reduce an account hack. So really, it's just, it's an authenticator app that's built in the keychain. Um, so that, now we don't have to use your Microsofts or Googles or whatever. Uh, yeah, your, flip, more. Whatever flavor you want so to. so much set up it's, in Authy. And that's yeah. the yeah. Authy. You have Authy. So I don't know if this is something like, everybody well, will I have, I have all of them. And sometimes like I get a prompt and I'm like, because they're all called authenticator if you look yeah. at iOS. Right. So I'm like, I gotta remember what the picture was. Where did that one go? Yeah, which is the Microsoft one. Which is now I have a Facebook one too. I'm like, it's getting nuts. It's getting nuts. I I love that this is an expansion of a fun. This is just a fundamental upgrade to like everyone's security. So I really hope that it's a thing that people do. Uh, My problem with it always tended to be um, racing the clock. Like it says it. Oh, it says it has 10 seconds left. I'm never going to get it in and get the request back successfully in that 10 yeah. seconds. So now I have to wait that 10 seconds until it turns over to 30 again with a whole new number. It's still better so, than an RFID cards that we used to carry around. Remember? Oh, the, uh, it's so much better. Yes. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, we had to get them out of our pockets and, and find it on a keychain. Yes. 100% better. better than that. Still not a great experience. So having this be something that happens silently in the background, like one password does this. 
and it'll tell you like you can right. use one password as your authentication mechanism if you want to and that's all like that's all really nice but having it on the on the back end it's the same i keep likening it to time machine like it's just set it and forget it and then it's a very easy way to make sure that you have some sort of semblance of backup happening if something were to happen to your machine this is some semblance of security like we got icloud keychain which is decent and then if we could just like the two things i've wanted out of it for a long time and to be in it to andrew's credit um the friday before the keynote we were looking forward to what was going to happen. And he said, I'd really like to see one time pass TOTP come to, to how, iCloud Keychain so that cool. it's something that's better for everyone to use. And then it happened. It was very cool. He, he must have um, looked very cool. Very cool. He, he, did, he did that. that. Yeah, he took quite the victory lap. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I um, Big grin so, on his face. He, he must yeah. be insufferable right now. <laughs> he was before. It's just gotten worse. No, I can't. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> yes, he, he knows I do. Uh, the thing, the thing that I that I really want out of it now is to configure the gen the password generator because that's a thing. I I wish it would let me use words. I wish it would let me capitalize something or at least copy it and then modify the thing that I you know if it wants. If it wants a different punctuation or if I have to put a number in it and there's no number in, in the one that they feed me, you know, so that those requirements, so that it meets all the requirements on the website for whatever it is that the website is asking for. Because not everybody wants upper and lower. Not everybody wants a number. Not everybody will take punctuation if you put it in. So even if it's got dashes, sometimes that won't work. So until everybody else can get their password requirement poop in a group, like it'd be really nice if I could take that thing that it gives me and make some adjustments so that it fits the thing that I'm using. Other than that, like the fact that they've, they've added TOTP, the fact that some of these other things I'm hoping are going to just continue to expand so that the people who are relying on the tool that they have, which, you know, the best password manager you have is the one that you, the one you have with you. Um, as long as those things start uh, really getting adopted, then I think uh, we're, it, it's going to be a lot better for everybody. And just as, as a whole, everyone's going to be more secure. And I, I have absolutely no complaints about that. Nope. Um, let's, uh, one, the next thing I want to talk about just briefly is, uh, Apple is going to give p folks who don't have a paid uh, version of iCloud three weeks of free access to iCloud storage when they migrate a device. Wow. Awesome. That's pretty, pretty generous. I mean, although that's, so we've always had that debate, five gigabytes, please, Apple, you need to give the, for at least, at least 10 gigabytes. I think that'd be fair. Uh, for, I have for, a question then. If you buy a device every three weeks, you just continually get yeah, for storage. Yeah, well, that would be something you would do. And right? I thought yes, iCloud storage was expensive yes. now. So, I'm just asking for a friend. Yeah, that I think that's something you would do. So, uh, but you probably could do that. Yeah, as you get a new device. Um, so, uh, that, that's great. Great that Apple's doing that. I'm I'm, I'm pretty pleased uh, with that. So, um, and then they announced this mail privacy protection, which I was pretty pretty impressed with um i did not know that 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 then they showed that in, during during the uh, uh the presentation that links that are in an actual email find out something about you just just by just the link that the, the graphic is in there and they showed that uh, did you guys know that because I, I found out the hard way because i was signed up for a newsletter that um and i don't remember what it was i don't remember what the newsletter was but i was signed up for like this this mailing list and it sent an email and I looked at it and went, that looks cool. I'll read it later. And I didn't read it. And a, like maybe almost a week later, I got another email that was like, did you miss it? And it was the same email over again. But it was like, we know you didn't read it. 
And I'm like, guess who just got unsubscribed? Because I'm never reading anything from you again. That's creepy. You shouldn't know that I, you shouldn't know I didn't open that email. I don't know how you did it. And I don't like it. And we're done here. That was kind of how it went. So that that's uh, surprisingly or sadly uh, how the uh, these email advertising systems work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it's it's such a commonplace thing. If you use MailChimp, this is something you can do with MailChimp because you know the idea of uh, at least for marketers, the idea of I need to gauge success somehow. And, and then they equate that to uh, to um, uh, did someone open an email? Mm-hmm. That's I mean that's a, that's a big thing for them. Well, and that's, what, uh, that's their business. Yeah, and, yeah, and and uh, and or how many people clicked on this link versus the one further down in the email that was phrased differently, or like A B or had testing, a different like color sent- button or whatever. Yeah. Or they yeah, used like- to they used to put a warning. The, the first thing they did was a. Uh, Prevented to load remote Im- images, right? Uh-huh. That was a thing that uh, that was a thing that you know really could get you. I guess it lo- loaded something yeah. when the images loaded, but um, maybe this is kind of yeah, maybe this thing, is yeah. sort of an extension of that. You know, mm-hmm. a URL is sort of the same way as somehow getting it like an image would get something. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I when I upgraded the phone, I got the notification says you want to turn something on about mail thing privacy, and I said sure. And, I and you tapped it so hard that your finger practically went through the screen. Mm-hmm. I it so, and since then, I haven't got any mails from anybody, so it's working. It's absolutely working, working it's as designed. Yeah. Like my wife, my wife is wondering where I am, but it's working great. <laughs> so, <laughs> is she tape an air tag to you? I thought you had an air tag implanted. Yeah, I, yeah. I have an air tag implanted in other people. Never implanted in myself. <laughs> uh, so the three things it does do, so we didn't go over that, is it does hide your IP address. So now when that's turned on, it's, it, they will never know what your IP address is. It hides your location, so they're no, they'll never know where you're sending the email from. And then it also hides what we just talked about, hides if you open the email. Because that's, like you said, MailChimp's probably notorious for doing that because it, it, the email marketers want to know if you've if you opened it and mm-hmm. looked at it. So that that's going to, you know, kind of circumvent some of those things that those marketers do. So, um, And then uh, speaking of hiding your email, you also, you can hide your email address. You can create a unique random email uh, when you sign up for something that'll still link to your, your, your iCloud account, uh, but it'll be some random weird email address and, and they won't be able to know what your actual email address is. Like this sign is, in with Apple. This is better Apple. Yeah, than doing the thing. Yeah. yeah. No, this is better than the thing where you make up a fake name or whatever plus and then your email address because Mm -hmm. they still have your domain yeah and uh, and then they can just start uh, uh, spamming to like anything they can think of at that domain help us support at tickets uh, when you have to when you have to put in an address um, to log into like free wi-fi or something like that Mm -hmm. do you I just put in, you don't put in your real information. So my go-to is Bob, first name, Bob, last name, Bob. My email address is Bob at Bob.com and it always works. It, so that's, that's a little trick. Yeah. I, I learned, I, I learned uh, a while ago, some places they're, they're looking for the clever names, like, like no at, I won't give my address to you.com and then they'll reject those. So uh, mm-hmm. something that's more, uh, uh, plain like Bob at Bob.com. 
works. works but the thing is, can you imagine all the all the junk email Bob is getting? <laughs> there, I mean, so, someone I has Bob.com and there's Bob email address at it. I haven't considered uh, I haven't considered that for Bob. See, I, I feel, feel like at this now. point, whoever owns it is one of those companies that's like, yeah, I'll sell that for a hundred grand. And so they deserve that. Oh, yeah. Actually, email. they're trying to. It's uh um some company out of look? yeah, I just I just went to Bob.com and there's a <laughs> uh it's like, like a domain squatting company of out of yeah. Japan, yeah. maybe link farm. The domain domain Korea? squatters domain squatters deserve all the junk mail we can send them. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then um, HomeKits, the secure video, you can now can hook up cameras, and you have unlimited cameras, which I think was pretty awesome. As well as this, the the video that you record with your cameras does not go towards your iCloud storage, um, which is awesome. Which is I really feel like awesome. That's a huge deal. Yes, They're really awesome. Um, yeah. So, so, so that that itself uh, it really brings it out. And I wanted to wrap things up here with uh, talking about the private relay. And our best, fr- our best, best friend here, Dave Hamilton, wrote an amazing article, and I, I and I just raved about it on, yes. on social media this morning uh, uh, about iCloud private relay. And he just did a just amazing uh, write up of of explaining it in English, uh, what what it actually does, um, and. And how it works. It just really, it's not, it's, it's, it's basically going from you from a VPN server to a website and they've got in, in between proxies and ingress and an ex egress, uh, proxy that, that filters it through the access of the network. And you have no, it has no idea. And it just keeps you separated and, and your browsing activity will not be, will be scanned. And I, I think this is probably the most genius thing that Apple has done when it comes to the mm-hmm. privacy with this. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh and, and, and I, and I, I'm, I'm very impressed with this. And uh, Dave just did a great write up of this and, and a lot of the great, great information about, uh, nice. about it. And he, and he, and, and, and it hides your IP address. It hides your location it, it really helps you surf uh, privately and not it, you don't have to be connected to a vpn in order to take advantage of this on on, a, on an apple device so um Jaffa, what do you and think it, i think this is uh this is just something really amazing this is fantastic i mean everything apple has been doing over the past few years to uh to improve our privacy online uh they they deserve fruit baskets for and th- this is their latest fruit basket because they, I mean, they, they've taken our Macs running Safari and made them all look like everyone's using the exact same computer. So, so, and, and that's not an iOS 15 or, or, uh, or Monterey. This is stuff that's already uh, mm-hmm. out there for us, you know, so. They can't even do the the really creepy IDing, like asking your computer what fonts you have installed, and then building profiles, of, which is a thing. Building a oh, profile yeah. of what fonts you have, because only you are going to have that exact set of fonts, probably. Uh, yeah, you know, you can't do stuff from. like that. And now you're even more anonymous online, and uh, and I, I I just think that's a fantastic thing. I will point out. Not because I want to derail the conversation, but uh, the private relay stuff. Uh, and I, there's a second piece that I'm not going to remember. Um, uh, they're not available in China. And they probably will never be available in China uh, for as much as as this was one of the things I said during the keynote that felt very snarky. But um, uh, whenever Apple talks about privacy being a human right, you have to mentally add to the end of every one of those sentences unless you live in China. Because that's a whole separate thing. and 
because we know because we know as much about it as we do and we probably don't know all of it anyway but the part that we do know makes some of that ring a little hollow when they decide they're going to highlight it quite that hard at a public event so i had a i i had a hard time myself reconciling those like you're not going to do this in china and of course they're not going to do it in china and even though there were you know even though it's not rolling out to everybody all at once as part of ios 15 anyway like still it felt it felt a little icky I don't know. It's not quite the right word, but it wasn't great. And it's not, I felt like it wasn't a good look knowing that all of the stuff about China had just come out and that we had, had talked about. Um, recently we've talked about like Apple's relationship with China and why there is one, et cetera, et cetera. And like what it looks like because their relationship with China isn't the relationship they have with other countries. So, mm-hmm. um, I feel like that's a thing to, to sort of keep in mind as much as they're doing awesome stuff for other people and no matter, and I will always delight in whatever the latest iteration is of Apple giving Facebook the finger that will never fail to make me happy because of Facebook's business model. I will be happy about that every single t- every day and twice on Sunday, as they say where Tim Cook is from. And I, but this, like the fact that they, they keep banging this drum about privacy being a human right. And then they talk about like the human rights stuff in their, in their supplier reports and all these sorts of things. And then to have this, this relationship with China that we've like basically, you know, just been learning about over the last month or so um, felt a little, a, a little difficult to reconcile through, through part of the keynote, which was, you know, the, and uh, I'm, I'm going to start this by saying I am not defending Apple. Um, what, what Apple's having to do in China, it mm-hmm. absolutely sucks. And uh, and it's a really hard place, not just for Apple, but for all these for other everybody. companies yeah. that that are trying to do business in China. Yeah how how do you how do you do it? I mean, you're not going to be able to to have your business in the country if you don't comply with these these onerous, horrible privacy invading laws that they have. Demands, yeah, and. Uh, and so Apple, they could say, you know what, uh, we're standing by our principles and we're pulling out. Okay, well, now they lose uh, a massive supply chain, mm-hmm. which they can't afford to do. And Apple is a company. It is not a person. They're beholden right. to their shareholders. And mm-hmm. uh, and the profit losses that, that would happen mm-hmm. if Apple pulled out of China would result in crazy lawsuits from shareholders. Oh, I'm and, sure. And it's the yes. same with with any other company. So and it's disingenuous, price, yeah. but on the other hand, I'm looking at this like they they have to do this really creepy, dirty thing today. Well, well, Kelly, it, it keeps okay. them in the door. Maybe that keeps the door open enough so down the road they can they can work with other companies to uh, to change this, and maybe some good will come out of it. But at the same time, ew. What? What what I what I think they're doing though, Kelly, is um, when they say uh, it's not available in China like that, is basically putting the Chinese government in like in the spotlight of being the bad people to the Chinese public is what they're doing. It's basically like an uncle telling uh, the the child that you know we could have all this fun, but your dad is not letting us play. Well, yeah. your dad's not letting us out. So it's yeah. basically then, you know, it's, it's sending a message to the government saying, listen, we could give all your people all this great stuff, but you, the government, aren't letting us do it. 
Well, so on the one hand, yes, I agree with that. On the other hand, like I wonder if there was a legitimate way for anyone in China to watch that keynote, for example. Um, and I wonder it, and and I know why they're doing it. They're doing it because that's where they make iPhones. And right now we have, uh, let's make it up because the iPhone came out in 2007. Let's say they started making it in 2006. It is entirely possible that there is a group of people in China who have 15 years experience building iPhones at a minimum, at a maximum. Like, it is it is very possible that there that there's a larger number of people who have been building iPhones for more than 10 years. There's still a certain amount of human labor that goes into that. And I understand that. And if they decided that they needed to pick that business up wholesale and move it all to Foxconn Vietnam or India or whatever, uh, like you're going to not be able to take all of those people with you. You're going to have to start a lot of stuff over institutional knowledge. We've all seen stuff like this happen before. And it can be like you can have an institutional knowledge hole if one person leaves. So now if you're going to leave like every worker in your factory behind and you're going to pick it up and move it to an entirely new country and all that that entails. And then you're also losing any part of your workforce that had a lick of experience and you have to start that all over from zero. Like, yes, that's going to be a giant pain. Right. Um, but it's going to be a pain Apple in a place that, that David has to yeah. edit if I say it. But yeah. But, but Apple's doing, saying this uh, not just China, but to the world, and right. he figures if the world puts pressure on China, that that's a good thing. I want very much to believe that that is true, and I want very much to believe that it will make a difference. Oh, it's one hundred percent true. I want it. I want it. Apple definitely wants to put the pressure on the world to put pressure on. China. Oh no, I know they do. I know they do. One hundred percent because they want China to to be uh, open what? and happy, and they want their workers to be able to to, to thrive and 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 stay there. So I don't. It doesn't need to be Apple's any more best interest to make China happy. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't need to be any more complicated than this, right? Tim Cook is from Alabama. Tim Cook is Southern, and if I know one thing about a proper Southern person, a proper Southern person will smile at you and offer you more sweet tea while they slide the knife between your ribs, and you won't even notice. And so, yes, do I absolutely think that Tim Cook has a tactic, and that that's exactly what that is? Is, uh, yeah, this ain't coming to China. See if you can figure out why. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what's happening. I'm not dumb. I know that's true, but I feel like I feel like sometimes it just it rankles a little because of the way that they pointed out. Because I think a lot of I think there's still a lot of RDF around Apple, even though Steve's not there to power the field. And I think that a I think a portion of that sometimes means that things like uh, it's not like this isn't coming to China right now. It's basically never coming to China because of China is something that gets lost in all of the like, but there's drag and drop on iPad now. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's just a thing I want to point out once in a while. I'm not trying to hard. I love the keto. All this was very exciting. I've been talking to David about it for days now. I, I'm I'm super jazzed about it. But sometimes there's things we this, that, the, that fall this off. Is, this so, is a tough, go. tough tough conversation but uh, yeah it's it's not good i did put a link in the show notes if anybody wants to look at what the, what the feature isn't available in china and many other countries as well around the world um uh, one other last thing i'll mention is icloud is going to let mail users personalize their email domains by allowing them to use a their their customized domain name mm-hmm. so you'll be able to add that our that our codes in the show notes as well but definitely read that uh, uh give uh Dave Hamilton's great article read about private 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 relay. He just really did a great job of uh, explaining it. 
it. And uh, and it's uh, some good stuff. It's a lot of good stuff for this show this week. And uh, I appreciate uh, all of you being here this week. Uh, went a little over, but I thought it was worth uh, worth the conversation for us to, to make sure we covered everything we thought uh, was uh, as was uh, ideal uh, for for this week. And again, we can go another hour. There was lots of stuff that was that was mentioned, but I, I think I think uh, you, you guys get the gist of it. And, uh, Let's go. What's that, Bart? I'm cracking my knuckles. Let's go. He's ready. Let's go. Oh, let's, uh, All right. that's okay. I'm awake. All right. Uh, no, that's, that's okay. We want to keep. I, I, I All right, I'm here I, for hour two. Yeah, we, we'll, maybe, another, maybe another show. <laughs> so let, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's uh, go ahead and wrap things up here. For, if you guys are okay with that, please. Um, that is a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to to our email address, feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at intouchwithios. You can uh, also subscribe in your favorite podcatcher, including Apple Podcasts and many others. But better yet, go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. And um, and I am Dave Ginsburg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65, and as we're laughing here. And I'm looking at Kelly. Go ahead, Kelly. Tell us where everybody can find you, please. And thanks for being, and thanks for being here, too. It was my pleasure. I told you I'd sign up for before or after or both. And I was sort of kidding because I didn't think you'd take me up on it, but you did. So I, did. I appreciate that. Yes. Um, you can find me five days a week over at themacobserver.com where I host the Mac Observer Daily Observations podcast. Uh, this week, it's a lot of developer spotlight. So I've got interviews with various developers who make various things. Um, to, to touch briefly on the privacy thing, I had an interview today, uh, as I talked about earlier with Daniel from uh, App Telemetry, and they collect all kinds of data that is super anonymous that doesn't have to be tied back to anybody for a developer to actually get a load of useful information about their app and its usage. So uh, I was super excited to talk to him for that reason, because of all the privacy stuff that we saw in the keynote. So you can hear him. And James Thompson of About Screen fame uh, was also on the show with me for today's episode. So you can check out a bunch of different developers who make really awesome stuff that I'm really excited to share with everybody. So um, that's over at MacObserver.com. Uh, my other podcast, uh, I Want My MCU TV, is making its return very soon because uh, app, um, Disney Plus has started streaming a new Disney, uh, Marvel TV show. So uh, we're going to be talking about that over there. That's uh, Don Melton, Lisa Schmeiser, and myself over at I Want My MCU TV on the Incomparable Network. I show up on other episodes there. We're in the midst of a Ted Lasso rewatch on the Football is Life podcast over at The Incomparable so you can listen to people who really love something talk about how much they love it and that's always nice too. Uh, the rest of the time, if you still can't get enough of me, you can find me on Twitter as Verso. Thank you, Kelly. Uh, and uh, Jeff Gamet, thank you thank you as well for, for being here. I knew this would be a great show to have both, both of you here and uh, where can people find you? Well, first, thank you for having me back again. Uh, th this is loads of fun. Uh, people can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am jgamut both places on my new YouTube channel, youtube.com slash jgamut. I posted a video uh, today about uh, about uh, grabbing or figuring out what DAC you need for your Mac, iPhone, or iPad and setting it up. And, oh, and you've watched uh -oh. it, so thank you. Um, yeah, Kelly, I, I'm 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 enabling you to spend money. And I and I will say, listening to Apple Lossless music on my Mac with my DAC and my audio engine A5 oh, speakers no. here. 
I have my deck. I'm ready. I'm ready. I've been using it. So I, to be fair, I've spent some of Jeff's money in the past too. So uh, it's it, it, it makes sense that he'd yeah. come for me at some point. This yeah. is how I get it. So um, I, I, I I show up on a lot of other podcasts. So I'll, I'll mention uh, uh, Mac OS Ken. Uh, we talked a little bit about WWDC. I think it was on Wednesday, and and since, since I've just been talking and talking, I'll Always stop there. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff, for being here. I appreciate it. And uh, Warren, uh, Mac to the Future. Everybody should go out and uh, sign up on Facebook. Uh, that's a group that were, that you uh, that you lead up. And uh, anything else you'd like to say? Uh, I am dacless at this point, but I will read the article, uh, and I probably will get attacked because. I've been spending the last two days trying to get lawless music to sound good, so I'll be doing that. Uh, anyways, yes, I'm uh, on Mac to the Future. Go there. Uh, you can follow me wherever you follow Dave, um, because that's probably where I'll be sometimes. And um, generally, I just want to take this time to thank uh, Jeff Kelly for coming aboard. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. We enjoyed uh, doing it, and uh, we'll talk again soon.